Good afternoon, everybody, on this lovely Friday. We won't be doing an intro today because me and Christelle have already started a conversation <laughs> off camera. Um, and it's been fire. So, guys, as you know, I've been really focused on having guests on, just been bringing in them and bringing them and bringing them. And now we got Christelle Campbell on here. So I know you guys get tired of hearing me talk all the time. Now let's hear what she has to say. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Christelle Campbell. Uh, I've reached out to uh, Mike White to uh, collaborate on exchanging perspectives and ideas. And I know that Mike uh, ha likes to focus on relationships and love. I've been in a relationship over 16 years. I have a daughter. Uh, so I have had a lot of water under the bridge for relationships. And uh, I've, I've done a lot of personal development, development in the last five years. So my views on relationships have grown and uh, have, I, I feel that I'm very open-minded, but I guess that's for the audience to decide for themselves if uh, they feel the same way. Well, let's be honest, 16 years is a long time. Yeah. And I think anybody, like, like once we get into the deep part of the conversation, should perk up their ears and listen. Because if you're in and out of relationships, your relationships, you're not getting the relationships you want, you shouldn't be ignorant to, to not want to listen to someone who's been in a relationship for 16 years. That is, woof. Woof. That's like wearing the same jeans for 16 years in a long time. Yes, but there is a, there's a lot of gifts waiting if you can, uh, you know, find a way to support each other and love each other for who you guys are. So I like that. I like that. So I, I guess before I get into the question, because we have some crazy questions that we're actually going to jump into. <laughs> but I told Christelle that I would surprise her with some things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ask one of the surprising questions, not the questions you gave me, but why relationships, Christelle? Like out of everything else that you could teach, why did you decide that you wanted to focus on relationships? Well, okay. Relationships are the one thing that when that when you pass over, you can take with you the, the engagement that you have. So relationships uh, teach you uh, about who you are and uh, help you grow as a person. And the better that you can um, master, I guess, uh, cherish your relationship, the more that you can cherish yourself. Interesting. So is that what made you want to actually start, like, like I wouldn't say preaching, but start teaching that type of content? Because everybody has like an origin story of what got them into dating and relationships like myself for example i used to do personal development i used to more focus on that but then i realized that i could preach that all day until i was blue in the face but when it came to relationships it was a lacking area in my life and then when i started to study the content and started to apply the content that's when i realized this is content i need to teach mm -hmm. so what was your mm -hmm. idea revelational moment where you said out of all the things that I could teach, because think about it, there's many things you could teach out of all of them. Why relationships? Like what was it just a pivotal relationships in your life that made you want to talk about it? Was it 
okay, I'm in a 16 year relationship, but it's not going the way I want to. Like what sparked you wanting to study that type of content? Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, I did uh, kind of do the same similar thing where I was doing personal development and learning more about uh, um, about myself and about how to, you know, how to find happiness. And um, I've done, I'm at a place now where I can look back and say, yes, I was this person, now I'm that person. And I see things a lot more uh, things are a lot more differently than I did before. But through that experience, that personal experience, um, I feel that I am able to express it and I want to share it with other people because I want other people to, to find their happiness because everybody deserves to be happy. But nobody can do that for you. That's something that you have to take on yourself and find it for yourself. So it's, I'm just trying to be a shining light. And if people mm. want to um, take on or listen to what I have to say to be inspired or for guidance, then that's my goal. To have like to have great relationships within their lives. To help guide people to have great relationships through my own personal experience. In my, through my I like experience. it. I like, see, I didn't even know that. That's why I told you I was gonna bring some trickier questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, guys, we we are gonna have so much fun on this live stream. You have no idea, cause I'm actually gonna ask her a very interesting question. Cause me and her listen to the same content, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna bring up something. And again, I want her to share her insight because again, it, it, I think it's very different for me as a man to hear a woman. There's only been a few that said, "Wow, you know what? I agree." Kevin Samuels, what? intrigued you about his content because as a woman i'm sure that you've seen more of the backlash than there's positives now there are positives but again there's obviously more hate but you as a woman what made you see like he's not wrong he's not wrong well he says it straight he says he's uh there's no fluff he just says this is what it is and whether or not the person wants to admit <laughs> to his perspective or his position, I think that there's a lot of truth in what he has he has to say, and I find it very interesting that um, he's getting a lot of pushback from women instead of getting intrigue because it he's trying to show them that there's other ways of perceiving themselves and the relationships, and they're very steadfast in staying. Uh, seeing things in a specific way. And I find it very fascinating that, like that he is offering a different perspective and it might be a raw perspective, but I feel that there's a lot of value. Uh, and if you can be honest with yourself, then uh, you will see the value in what he has to say. That is very true. And see, that's why I'm going to ask you a question here. And I didn't write it down because I, I wanted to like throw you off your game. You're like, hmm. <laughs> okay. Why is it that people say, I always want you to be truthful, but they can't handle truth when the truth is delivered? Why is that? Because you see that on, on Kevin Samuel's live stream. 
or you see that in any general relationship, I always want you to tell me the truth. But when truth is delivered, either guy or female, it's like they get the truth and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're mean, you're this, you're that, you're everything under the sun. Yeah. Why? Why are people doing that or women? Yeah, why do people do that? Like they say they want something, the truth, they get truth, and then it's like now it's like victim mode. Well, that it's like anything. People think that they want they want to hear like they I think what happens is they think that they are they have the capacity to um to um decipher or like in uh uh take what the truth that's being told and and do something with it, but really it's not really at the end it's they want to hear what they want to hear they don't really want to hear the truth because see, if they wanted to hear the truth they would do something with it but they don't see really i agree it. with you they want truth but when they it comes to like dealing with truth those are totally two different things you can ask for something but can you deal with it it's something completely different now yeah and that takes a set of uh, skill sets right like and those need to be developed because if it's outside of your purview or your capacity to uh, manage that information, of course, you're going to go your default mode and say, well, it's not me, it's them, right? Like, you're deflecting. And I love that you said that because I think a lot of times, especially someone will say, well, I'm so great, but they have, like, all these failed relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, like, let's be a little realistic here. Probably not that great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be mean here or poke the bear, but I think that's where you have to be truthful with yourself and say, mm -hmm. yeah, I have a bunch of failed relationships and you have to accept that truth because there, there was a level of contribution that you played. Yes. And then you also have to be able to acknowledge that maybe I'm not as great as I think I am. Yes. And I need to reassess myself, especially... When it comes to everyone will say, well, I keep attracting jerks. Yeah. You're not attracting jerks. You, you can't control what you attract, but you can well, control. You can control what you what you attract. No, you can control what you attract. You attract what you are, right? So True. <laughs> but then that means that if you do and you only attract assholes, that means you're a. Well, you're you're compatible with those. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That means you're compatible with those. But that's why I put a spin on it. Because they say it's all about what you entertain. Yes. Right? Of so yes. If, if it comes in within your vicinity and you're entertaining it, yes. it's your fault now. Yes, because you you agree to it. You said yeah, yes, that's where the accountability part yeah. comes in. Yeah. Because, like, let's say I'm getting to know somebody and I pull them in, and then I find out that they're not the best, but I still choose to entertain them or keep them around. That's, that's on me. Yeah, that's your fault. You should so, have said, you know, I'm nipping that in the butt right away. I don't want that. And next. Well, I like that because, see, a lot of times, and again, we're going to jump in the question soon, but this is getting so good. People want to absolve themselves of accountability because it's very easy to just push the blame elsewhere instead of saying, like, it's me entertaining these problems. Yes. It, it's me. I got to look at myself. Right. And well, the answer is always within yourself, right? Ex exactly. If the answer is always within yourself, it's never outside of you, That's then right. it is your job to take accountability and search.
for those answers. Yes. Yes. So, and reinforce and reinforce what it is that you want. Don't expect others to reinforce it for you. I, I love what you said. To reinforce it. Yeah. To reinforce what you want. I think when you go about doing that, and we mean you talked about this off camera, you can't be afraid to lose somebody for it. If you are getting to know someone romantically and there's like certain wants that you need, like certain wants, like you're like, I need this in a relationship. If I don't have this, I can't be in a relationship with you. And you express that, you need to be able to do so without afraid to lose the person because they can turn around and say, well, that's not me. Here, I'll uh, give you a pers uh, an angle. If you're scared of losing a person, then you're probably going to make compromises what we were talking about earlier yeah. however if you um stand to be what's true for you and you reinforce it that person actually will have more respect for you and more likely uh be more attracted to you or on the or, flip side or they'll, they'll you'll, you'll or you'll you'll uh they'll be uh, uh they won't like it and go away right like but see either or but that, that's the part that's interesting. They might not like it, but they will respect you for standing on it. Yes. And I think that's the key thing. They might be like, oh, I don't like what you said, but I can respect it. Yes. And I think I that's the problem. You stood in your truth. I respect that you spoke what matters to you. And I, 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 uh, I respect that and I value that. Like, I, uh, I admire that. Mm, exactly. Exactly, guys. So sorry. Again, we, we, you know, when we get into it, we get into it. So, guys, we have a bunch of questions here that we're going <laughs> to discuss. Her perspective, my perspective. So I said, you know what? Let's bring it on. Let's bring it on. And the thing is, we got a lot of questions. And when the questions come, guys, I want you to be prepared I want you to think about the answers that both me and her give, right? Because again, they're going to change your life. But again, they're going to be random. So first question up, should values and lifestyle align? Uh, I would say yes, to a certain degree. Like, I don't think it has to be completely matchy-matchy, but... Uh, there has to be a percentage, a larger percentage, right? Because what's going to happen is if they don't, you're going to want to try and change the person. And that's not the goal of being in a relationship is to change the person. See, I agree. That's why I use the 80-20 rule. Yeah, that's a good rule. At least if I'm getting to know somebody, our lifestyles and our like have to align and values have to align 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. And and we're talking about like a pie here. So like, let's say, for example, I love staying indoors, right? But I can be outgoing if I want to be, right? Mm -hmm. So I would want to be with someone that's not like a homebody all the time. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to go out and I want them to come with me. But if they just want to stay in this igloo, that doesn't align for me, right? So yeah. again, that might be something that I might stop and say, how much of a homebody are you? Yes. Yeah. Before or I commit to or the other person's extroverted. Exactly. Or mm -hmm. like, cause lifestyle could mean like a multitude of things. And the questions that I have to ask you, I actually want to give our audience mm -hmm. real examples. So 
for example, when we say lifestyle, what does that look like? A lifestyle? Yes. Uh, well, lifestyle can, well, lifestyle can just be, you know, um, you know, are you a nine to five kind of person, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Some people that, that doesn't align with them and some people expect their partner to be nine to five. Lifestyle okay. could be like hobbies. What kind of hobbies you you do? You don't have to have same hobbies, but if you're with somebody who likes doing exercise and, or like I was about to say that, and you don't, then that's, you know you're gonna have some. You're probably gonna run into some issues. See, I would say lifestyle is pretty much how you live on a day to day yeah, basis. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. for yeah. example. Yeah part of your lifestyle could be like personal development. That is your life mm -hmm. style, right? So let's say like you read books, you watch videos, you are all about working this. Mm -hmm. But let's say you meet somebody and their lifestyle is more of just like consuming television, mm -hmm. just going to work, coming home, but not really elevating. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. And we're going to make that very clear. We're not here to say that anyone's bad, but that might not be the best person for you mm -hmm. because you might outgrow them at some point. Yeah. Well, you're going to want to hone in on the things that you like doing and they may not be very interested and could see that uh, they could perceive what you're doing as if you're not interested in them. Right. And it can cause like a wedge. Like that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like it can cause like division, like especially yeah. if you're always outgoing and they're not, they might be like, well, you don't love me as much because you're not sitting at home on the couch with me. Mm -hmm. But you know, like you, there can be some differences if there is an agreement. Like if you guys have a, a fundamental understanding, you know, I don't, I'm okay. She's social, more social than I am. However, there's some, mm, some boundaries on what's acceptable, but but she can go nuts, right? Or yeah, guys, like, for okay a second. Stay home, but there's some certain, you know, general rules, I guess, that you want to follow. That you know, to show that you respect the other person, and it's on a free for all and on both ends, right? So you mean like there can't be major differences? Like there can be subtle differences, but not yeah, major. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There can be some, some, some minor, some, some minor difference. It's funny that you asked me this question because I was listening to Jordan Peterson uh, <laughs> earlier today. He was JP. talking exactly about the subject. Huh? JP, but go on. But what were you listening to? Huh? What were you listening to? Go ahead and tell the audience. Yeah, he was just saying how to pick a mate, like <laughs> make sure that you align yourself with them. But I think uh, what's really interesting about Jordan Peterson, because I've listened to most of his material, is that um, one message that to me he drove home is to know to know yourself before you find a mate, right? Like how, how do you find someone aligned with you if you don't know what kind of person you are? If you're not conscious of who you are, right? And how you are. Yeah, like how you show up for you. Yeah, exactly. How, how, how do you know how you're going to show up for others if you don't even know how you show up for yourself? That's an excellent point. Wise words from Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I don't know if he said it that way, but I'm putting yeah, it. Yeah, but it was, it, it, it's still good. It's still good yeah. wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
one of the other questions, and I need you guys to understand like the theme here, because I don't know if people have picked up on this um, before we continue. The, these questions that we're asking, these are questions that you need to ask before you get into a committed relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is, is a lot of times, and again, I don't know how you feel about this. We just go off of because I like them. Instead of saying, yes, I like them, but is there sustenance to their character? I need to make sure that I ask certain questions before I commit. A lot of people just commit Mm -hmm. without asking any questions. It's like I told someone last night, why is it that when you buy a house, you'll read all the paperwork, you'll look at everything, you'll ask a million questions, before you put your name on the dotted line. You'll do the same thing for a car. You'll do the same thing for anything, a job. But you won't do that for your dating life. Yes. And when you say asking questions, uh, what do you mean by that? Like Like the uh, questions that we're discussing, like right now, like these type of questions. Okay. Because you not only should you be asking them questions, but you should be asking yourself questions. Both. Both. Like... You, you need to have an internal dialogue and with an yourself dialogue. and an external dialogue, like both ways, because mm-hmm. as I said, like these questions, nobody seems to ask questions. They just go off of feeling how they feel about something. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like, I guess, an admiration for someone, but make sure before you commit, because you have to put value on your commitment that you make sure that whatever questions you have for yourself and for them, that you have answers for. Yes. Yes. And you understand from the beginning what position, you know, what, what your starting point is. Well, yeah, because you have people that will just commit to someone willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they find out that they don't want to have kids and they do. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't you think you should have had that conversation? Okay, so the question then becomes, why aren't people having those conversations? Exactly. But see, exactly. Why aren't they having the conversations? And the com- and the thing is, and, and, and I'm just saying this as Michael White, it's because they get caught up in the feelings. Okay, I'll, I'll give you my perspective on it. The, I believe the issue, there's that, but I think it's more than that. I think it's that we haven't learned how to communicate. Yeah, because it is a skill set. Yeah, it's a skill set on on communication, and I think that um, there's a lot of insecurity in the whole communication realm, and it hasn't been developed. Like, you, you need to be, you either have to learn it or be shown how to do it. And um, normally, if you're going to learn it, is in when you're younger in a and at home, and if it's not being done at home then you would then have to take it on and as adult to learn how to do it yourself, right? You'd have to go figure out how to do that or look for resources for that. Well, I think how most of the time, how most of that's done for most people is massive amounts of heartbreak. Yes. Then you're like, hey, I'm tired of having my heart broken. Like, what can I do? Besides, you're waiting till your back's against the wall. You're waiting till you're in a rock and a hard place to learn it. It would be more optimal if you learned it before you're in that situation. Yeah, like you shouldn't have to wait until you're in a bad situation to um, to learn it. To learn, like you're usually high, highly motivated to learn it when you're. Agreed. In 
I, I like that you said that. Um, again, these these questions because there's more to come. So number what? one thing you should do is learn to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. And that's yeah. why my next question, and yeah. this is a huge communication question. Okay. Is what are your expectations of the relationship? What is okay? So are you telling me or like what should people expect? What should people like? What are their expect? Like that's the thing. A lot of times, people I feel don't express their expectations. Yes. yes. When it comes to getting into a relationship with someone. Yeah, but that's usually stem. I find that stems from rejection. So they don't want to state their expectations because they're afraid of being rejected. Mm. Yeah. Shortcomings like your insecurities in relationships that you know kind of make relationship not work very well. See, I can only speak from my own experience. Yeah. That I was afraid to express my expectations because I was like, if I say this, they're not going to like this. This is where the people pleasing comes in. This is where you guys want to take notes. This is why you shouldn't do this. Yes. You people please them, but make yourself miserable. Yes. Because you're afraid to, and I don't want to say your truth because I don't like that terminology, but something that's important to you, you're afraid to express to please someone else. Yes. And the relationship always ends up in failure. Yes. Because eventually, at some point, you might end up saying what you want. Let's just say hypothetically you end up saying it, right? Mm -hmm. Midway through, the person says, well we've been on this course in this relationship like this for a while. Why didn't you tell me this in the beginning? Because what you're doing is now you're changing the tone of the relationship. Let's say two, three months in, you say nothing, right? About like, let's say you are uncomfortable with too much male or female friends and you don't say anything. You just keep your mouth shut. And then two, three months in, you say, well, this bothers me. Person says, well, hey, it's been like this for two months. Why are you switching it up now? Mm-hmm. That creates more problems. Of course. Yeah, because you weren't forthcoming from the beginning. Exactly. Was, so, yeah. No, ladies mm-hmm. first. Ladies first. And it's and no, it's kind of like when you do that, it's like you're wearing a mask, right? Like you're putting on a face that you think you think the other person wants to see. You're like, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I want to be accepted. So I'm not really gonna state my expectations. <clears throat> but what happens is then you uh, you you become uncomfortable, or you're um, you become uncomfortable because that's not really who you are, and yeah. then you want to express that, and then that other person is like, "Hey, who's that person?" You're like, "Well, that's that is me. Is just that I um, I wasn't necessarily forthcoming. I wasn't really expressing that part of me because I wanted to like it's all it's all part and part. It all ties in together, right?" Yeah, but then at that point, the person might say you are a liar because yeah, you showed them something. Like, at the end, if you're with somebody who, when you're trying to express really who you truly are and they're calling you a liar, that's probably not a person you want to be with. See, I, I'll, I'll disagree with you just a little bit, just okay. a small little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a small little bit. Because I think if you cannot be your authentic self in the beginning and express what it is you want and what you need, and then two months into the relationship, then you start, then you switch it up. 
you say, well, you know, this really does make me feel uncomfortable. And you waited like two months or three months. That person has already said that like that person's already like, oh, this person's wonderful. They're amazing. Everything's good. But then you switch it up later. So in, in a reckon sense, I would say that person lied. The person who didn't express themselves lied to that person and lied to themselves. The person that wasn't, uh, that didn't say their position yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That, they weren't being, yeah, that wasn't being forthcoming. Like you're not necessarily being truthful with yourself or with the other so, person. Yeah, so you are a liar. Yes, well, you are <laughs> doing that to say, you're trying to save face. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to save face. But like yeah, at the end face. of the day, the worst lies are not also the ones that you tell to other people are the ones that you tell to yourself. Of course. Those are the worst ones. Because nobody so, really cares. Because <laughs> you're stuck with it at the end. Exactly, you're, you're already, stuck you're with it. The bag at the end, so it doesn't. You're you're the one who's the loser at the end of it. Exactly, so you're the one. Like you're the loser at the end of this situation. Yes. But that's why I always say is no matter what, just be forthcoming, all the time. No matter, like, if you feel like the person's not gonna like it, if the, who cares. As long as you weren't like rude about it and you were just like stern about it and just direct, mm-hmm. shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. And maybe you're making judgment that it's not going to be well received and maybe it will be. How do you you know? never know. You, 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 you honestly, it, right? you never know. And that's why you have to shoot your shot. That's right. Um, I agree. Another question here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love the fact because me and you agree on like 90% of the stuff. Yes. Um, I know no one's going to like me for this one, but who cares? (laughs) How does victimhood ruin any relationship? Well, victimhood ruins any kind of relationship, even a relationship with yourself. Okay, but what is being a victim? Like, why Mm -hmm. do people like playing the victim? Because then you don't have to take responsibility. And you don't have to do anything because it's everybody else's fault. Mm. It's not me. It's them. I didn't do anything. They did it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't that, have to because, do anything. Well, it's because we see it a lot. Is facing yourself. That's the most challenging thing you can do. Well, it's because we see it a lot. And me and Christelle listen to the similar podcast, like, <laughs> like Fresh and Fit, the whatever podcast. And I know that you guys might say, well, those girls are not me. But like when we look at it and we see it real time, we see the level of victimhood mm-hmm. that they'll play when we have to play in the sandbox of reality. And I think I think it's obvious to us because we've done the personal development, right? When you yeah. do the personal development and that you've um, you refined who you are and you're honest with yourself, it's pretty obvious when you see it that that's what's occurring. If you can't see it, then that's probably indication you need to do, you need to work on yourself. Okay. You know what? Let's explore that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And the reason why, because what does the work look like? Because we heard that word thrown around. You need to work on yourself. Go work on yourself. Go work on, but nobody can say, what does it look like? Blueprint wise. Yeah. What does it look like? It's the thing that you're avoiding. Whatever it is, anything, anything that you're avoiding and you're like, uh, I don't want to look at that. That's the thing you need to look at. 
okay, but if we were to say, like, if we were to say, like, let's say, for example, you were needy, let's say you had anger issues, mm-hmm. how, what does the first step in the work look like? Is that, does that look like therapy? Does that look like personal development? Like, what does it look like on paper? Well, a lot of the stuff that I've come across is usually uh, what you want to do is you want to observe yourself if you can while you are having the experience, whatever that is, like, let's say you're being neat, you're in a situation where you're being needy, you may not recognize it as being needy, but to just um, listen in as like a third person, if you can, as best as you can, and just observe yourself and watch yourself go. Mm. That's all you want to do, observe yourself. That's a so good point. So like, oh, that's interesting. I said that. Oh, that's interesting. I reacted that way. And not to stop yourself when you're doing it. It's just to take note and take stock of what you're doing. So and pretty much to, to be your own, like hold yourself accountable and be your own judge and jury. It's like you want to be your own parent, essentially. I like that. So guys, I'm going to stop the show for a second here. We're not stopping, but we got two viewers in here, guys. Please like, share, and subscribe to the content, man. Like, She's dropping some gems. I'm dropping some gems. Like, share, subscribe to the podcast, guys. We're dropping fire. And before I continue, if you guys want to follow her, all her stuff is down below. Her Facebook, her Instagram. If you guys want to connect with her, you want coaching, you want whatever, you guys can get in in touch with her down below. So I just want to stop the show for a second to say that. Um, may I add? Shoot, out of way, out of way, Mike. I really uh enjoy your energy, and you're doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. You know what? Some people just can't (laughs) handle, some people cannot handle. I've been told sometimes I'm too much, but within my construct, I've learned I'm only too much for those people. Yes, yes, and and that's where I had to grow because I, I before I would tone myself down. To, mat, to, to accommodate them, but then it's like, I have to be lesser of myself. And well, that's you, you're right. diluting yourself for others. Exactly. Diluting, but diluting. You're, exactly. You're, you're, I realized that that's just, yeah. that's not me. Can't dilute this. So I try to only deal with people that are pretty much like on my level and never say that I'm too much. They're just like, I love it. <laughs> well, I love that's it. Right, right. I love it. Some of the women are going to hate this question because this more yeah, leans yeah. towards them. Yeah. yeah. Um, should you expect your partner to fulfill all your needs? Your partner to fulfill? I don't agree with that. Well, like, because that's the thing, right? Like, and, and the reason why I'm asking this question is because a lot of women, some men do too, but most of the time, like, I see women fall into this trap mm. is they expect the guy to fulfill every single need. But that's impossible for another person to fulfill all your needs. But when you're delusional, it sounds right to you. Yeah, but that comes back to victimhood that you don't have to do anything. And then you're miserable Mm. because they're not doing it the way that you want them to. But they're not you. Only you can do that for yourself. That is a good point. Well, that's the thing. I say when you're dating someone, like – Fulfilling someone's need is not an obligation. It's more of you want to, right? Like, yeah, you want to please them. You want to compliment them. You want to um, 
you know, yeah, compliment them. You want to, you know, there's the, there's like, um, there's a dance. You're trying to dance together, you know? Yeah, no, th no, that is very true because That's when you're right. dancing together, you guys are pretty much moving in rhythm. Yeah. I just think that once you start to put a demand on somebody where they have to fulfill your needs, that's when it becomes, I'm not going to use the word toxic, but dangerous. Yes. Because well, when they don't. Well, slope, right? You're, you're going yeah. on that slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because when they don't fulfill a need, now you're like, they're not doing their job. Now it becomes about anger. It becomes about frustration. It becomes about all these other things mm -hmm. without you communicating to your partner. Like, for example, we'll, we'll use real life examples. Let's okay. say you expect your partner to take you out three times a week. Okay. But we'll touch back on it with the lifestyle thing. Let's say the lifestyle doesn't allow it because the man works too much or the woman works too much, whatever sure. it may be. So now you can't get mad and expect your partner to fulfill your need because the lifestyle you guys have might not allow it. Yeah. So I think there needs to be like an adjustment or a pivot to understand where you're both at to say, yes, we would like to do three dates a week, but because of how we live our life, like work or whatever, mm -hmm. maybe two nights might be better. Yeah, you can make adjustments. That's, that's, I think that it should, there should be a reciprocity there, right? Like, how can we meet in the middle? Uh, obviously, if your lifestyles, you are together and your lifestyles have changed, you both kind of did that together. Uh, mm. So you both have to make adjustments to it. You can't just put a frame and then expect things to always stay the same even if you want to expect that. I don't know. I think you should expect change to occur. I think that's part of relationships. I agree. I, exactly. I think you need to be accustomed to change. I think I think it's just normal for me. It's yeah, like yeah. things are going to happen. You're both going to grow. You're both going to evolve. So the expectations that let's say you had in, in at year one, yeah, the yeah. expectations might change in year three because your lifestyles have changed. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. you got a position. Uh, maybe you became a higher position at work. Maybe mm -hmm. you guys have like two or three kids. Mm -hmm. Everything needs to be adjustable. Everything needs to be adjustable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I say adjustable and realistic. Of course. Of course. Yes. Well, they have to be because you have to be able to meet them because then you'll just be disappointed. And who wants to be disappointed all the time? Exactly. I so, yeah. So pick things that you know you can commit to. I uh, see. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Pick things that you know you can do, and and that's where I think understanding comes into play, mm -hmm. because as you evolve as a couple, and your lifestyle changes, you have to figure out what you can and can't commit to as a couple. That's right. Right. So let's say in the beginning, when you had no kids, you were able to commit to three date nights a week, maybe sometimes maybe even four. Yes. But let's say as life evolved, you got married, you got higher up jobs, you got three kids. Those three to four date nights might turn to two. Yeah. And but you have to. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just don't understand how, like, if for your relationship to have to be a, to have value or like 
to have essence, it's all based on date nights or like that thing, right? Like, shouldn't your relationship go deeper than those, those, to me, it's, it's somewhat superficial, right? Like, because if you really love the person, there should, you know, adjustments should be made, uh, not, uh, you know, because you, you, you understand that the other, you know, you guys are both changing and maybe date nights for a couple of years are not going to happen. And it's okay. It's not forever. It's mm. for a period of time and that's okay. Right. Like, and I love that you said that because that's what people don't understand. It's for a little bit. It's not forever It's for a little bit. And we have to adjust and pivot based on that situation because I, that's why I use real life examples in, in the year one of the relationship. Yeah. You guys were able to do three, four night date nights a week, Yeah, but as you've evolved, it's like, okay, we, we have to figure out a new way to do it because maybe our jobs changed. Maybe some yeah, kids came yeah. into the play, whatever it may be. But I don't think you should hold the person to the same expectation at the beginning of the relationship when, when the lifestyle right now is currently different. Yes. Yes, because it, it, it grows and it, it, it you like you nurture it and it, it evolves over time, right? And what you, what holds importance pivots, it changes, right? Awesome, I love it. Um, do, do you believe in soulmates? Well, <laughs> uh, it's a complicated topic. Surprisingly, I do believe in soulmates, but I don't believe in uh, that like you have one soulmate. That's not. Uh, and normally, if you have a soulmate, most likely you're going to have a, and you're, if you're into that, uh, if you do meet your soulmate, it's not going to be easy. It's supposed to be very challenging. Mm, see, that's where me and you differ. I don't believe in soulmates at yeah. all. I believe it's a choice yeah. because yeah. It, it's weird when you're like, okay, this person's my soulmate. Now they're my soulmate. Now that person's my soul. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Like, when can we just slow it down a little bit and operate in a little bit of reality yeah. here? Yes. But I don't think people should use it so loosely in a relationship. Like if you're going to start claiming that and then, you know, what I think it'd be safer to use it if you've been in a relationship and you've had some challenges and you've been able to overcome them, then you should say, hey, I think that's my soul. See, but that's my problem right there. Not what you said, but people using it too loosely. Yeah, that's my problem. Oh, oh my God, you know, I couldn't to control myself around. They must be my soulmate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because now it sounds like a Disney movie and it's yeah. not based in any form of reality. Like, and this isn't Aladdin. Like, it's just not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, I saw Jasmine on the street and I'm the poor little urchin, but that's my girl. It's yeah. like, <laughs> sorry, man. Like, and I, and I hate being the villain. Like, you can believe whatever you want to, but I tell people, maybe that's why you're not getting the results that you want because you don't operate in reality. You operate in this false sense of reality, which kind of makes you feel good, but you're not getting the results you're looking for. My question is then, okay, let's say you want to believe in soulmates, then what? Like, how does that help you with your relationship? How does that do anything? Like, it's, it's fine. It's like you're putting a label on it, which is fine but it's not going you still have to do all you still have to do the work it doesn't see, stop you. <laughs> right see that that's my issue though because when you say like soulmates are these different things a lot of times it's like absolution from the work 
well, they're just for me, but I don't got to do the work though. Yeah, because you're like, oh, it's my soulmate. They're perfect. I don't have to do anything. And it comes back to, again, not taking responsibility for your your well-being and your happiness and your relationships. Ooh, like, yes. if you really want to test how well you can do in relationships, work on family. Family will test you. Oh, <laughs> I think we all know that. Relationships. Like how to be, how to have healthy relationships, like pick a family member and work on that. If you can make a family member relationship work and you learn the, the workings of it, then you can apply what you learn from there and apply it in an intimate relationship because a relationship still has the same kind of structures and function is just now you're looking for something that's intimate, but what you do, you know, when when you are uh when you're having an exchange in a relationship the same principles apply mm. see and, and and this is where me and you had an off camera conversation yeah. where i believe that relationships are not complicated yes, um, it's, just it, it's people that are complicated and, and the reason why i say that yeah. and i wanted to save it for the live stream chris rock said it the best two people yeah. can move a couch people can what Two people can move a couch. Yes. So if two people can move a couch easily, yeah, the only yeah. complication comes in is when the communication among the two yes. people, yes. that's when the couch doesn't get moved. <laughs> Can't get it past the door, right? Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I made that statement saying it's people. Because let's say if we were to use it in a metaphorical term, you have two people and the couch is the relationship right your relationship should always be moving every day every time it should always be growing and evolving but if you're a problematic person you haven't dealt with your trauma you have anger issues you haven't healed and then you're trying to carry this couch which is the relationship and the other person's trying to navigate and do it with you mm. but you haven't dealt with your stuff you're trying to hold the relationship and your baggage and, and your stuff and their baggage and they're exactly so then we don't move anywhere. Mm -hmm. Of course. So, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So that's why I said it's always it's a people thing. Yes. It is a people thing, but I like looking at it too at the at the reverse where where we were talking where people are simple. It's always the same problems in the same area. Yeah, that's true. The same the same and problem. It's the relationships that are complicated because that requires communication and it, it there's dynamic in relationship and you under have to understand how to navigate relationships. But everybody's issues and problems generally are all in the same it's usually the same things. So that's why I would say people are simple. So the same so yeah. same issues, but just different people. It's the same issues. It's just the it's the way that it's expressed. It's expressed to individually from each person, but the root of the issue is the same. It's always the same underlying. Oh, the same element. roots. Yeah, it's the same roots, right? And then what happens is because those issues are there when they come into relationships because it's dynamic it you kind of you kind of get lost in the relationship because you have like you said you have all this baggage but the issues are the same the the mm. at the end everybody has the same this the same problems in the same areas is just we always look at the surface it appears to be more complicated than it is but it's not 
really. That's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask a question here that I noticed a lot of people struggle with, and I'm hoping that we can give them the answers tonight. Sure. Should you enjoy spending time with your partners, relatives, and friends? <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because you're going to, if you plan on being with them, uh, it would be to your advantage to learn or to find ways to um, enjoy their presence because it's not, okay, I hear a lot of times people are like, yeah, I have this girlfriend and she doesn't like my sister or my mom and now nope. I'm hanging out with them. I'm like, then why are you dating this person if you don't like the people that are around them? Right? Mm. The point is, is when you date a person, you're dating their community too, to a certain degree. So you should be able to um, find ways to enjoy their presence too, because they come with them. I, I agree with you. I would never date somebody that like, and I'm talking about my inner circle here. Like, I don't, I don't care too much what it, what an acquaintance thinks, but like, yeah. I'm talking like my mom, mm -hmm. my brother, my, my best friends, if they were like, yo, like we do not like your girl, she's whatever. I'm out because if you're with me, you're stuck with them because I hang out with them. And if you come along and the encounters are awkward and they're weird and they're whatever, I'm not doing awkward and weird for the next 40 years. That's what we can disagree. Out. Yeah, we yeah. can disagree. Yeah. But like I meant like disagree as on like on some topics, but like if you don't get along with like my immediate family and my immediate friends, I'm not having that awkwardness for the next 40, 50 years of my life. Because you already know that it's going to cause issues down the road. It's coming. It's going to happen. Exactly. Or you're like, oh, I don't like your buddy Joe. Like, you need to stop hanging out with him. Or, oh, that person makes me feel uncomfortable. Stop hanging out with them. It's, 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 gonna, it's bound to happen. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, though. Some people will still date that person, but they'll, like, excommunicate, like, their friends or their family, right? Mm-hmm. But it, but I, but I guess to some degree because like I have friends, and you know one of my friends, he married his wife. He doesn't get along with her dad, but she doesn't have a good relationship with her dad either. Okay. So it was it was very easy for them to be together. It's like well he's getting the boot anyways. Like. Yeah, well she set the tone. She set the tone and. That's what yeah. So I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes like I really think it. Depends on the relationship, how strong the relationship they have yes. with their, the um, with yeah. their dynamics are. But yeah. I would but hope that. Go ahead. The idea is like you don't have to be. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I get along with them. You know, sometimes you 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 know you meet, maybe you're dating somebody, you meet you meet their friends and their parents, and you, you kick it off right away. That's not necessarily what we're saying. It needs to be every time, but there has to be um, that you need to be open to wanting to get to know them and seeing, you know, uh, the qualities that they have and finding something that you can connect with with that person, even though maybe it's not uh, uh, magical at the first encounter. That's not that's not what we're saying. But there has to be this open mindedness. To Agreed. want to connect, right? Agreed. Um, I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and then we will sure. shut off the live stream because we could we could go for hours. <laughs> um, 
is it possible to change somebody you think uh okay no i'll say no however 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 you can change someone's response by changing yourself okay so you can't actually go and change the person but if you want to change how they react to something you can change how you respond to them in consequence would change how they respond to you so that requires work mm. see i will say if you're in the dating field yes. it is not your job to change anybody yes. yes and i say this for this specific reason a lot of times people will create a false ideology of someone in their mind mm. of how they want them to be yes instead of looking at the reality of who they are yes so what they try to do is take this um imaginary person that they've created in their mind and project it onto them and try to make them be that. Mm -hmm. Now there ends up being pushback mm -hmm. because they're like, well, why are they trying to get me to like dress a certain way? Why are they trying to get me to, um, you know, be this other type of way that's like not me or trying to, I guess, dig out their potential. It is a very exhausting to have to do that with somebody. Uh, trying to change the person or yeah trying to change them trying to change them you won't succeed it's it's you're doomed to fail exactly you're doomed to fail because you're most of the time fail. people do not live up to their potential and it's it's interesting and this is why i'm going to ask you like a loop question sure. <laughs> and again it's going to get crazy when we talk about this we hear this a lot somebody will date somebody they won't change for that person They'll break up, but they'll go and watch that person be with someone else and watch them be everything that it is they asked them to be, but just not with them. Yes. How do you explain that? Okay. So uh, how, I, you, how I understand why that occurs is because a lot of people are codependent and they are borderline. So what that just means is like growing up, you haven't learned how to... Uh, have healthy relationships and healthy boundaries with people and you mesh or you change yourself to that person, right? So depending on the person that you're with, you will be a specific person that's mm. not really you, but you try to match or you're trying to become that person to a certain degree, right? And then when you find yourself with someone else, then you're trying to be that other person. So you're never really who you are. You're just being the person that, that through that codependent, uh, by being codependent. Because most people are codependent and they don't know. Well, I have a different spin on it. Sure. They didn't like you that much. <laughs> Fair enough. Flat, because think about it. I've heard stories where it's yeah. like guys and girls. It's like, I tried to get them to do this, but with this next person, they're doing it so easily. Yes. But why they didn't you like you that much. To do it? I don't understand that part. What do you mean? Well, who, who do you think you are to make people do things? Well, more of a sense of, okay, like, let's say you're dating somebody, right? And you try to get, and we'll always use like the date nights or other examples. But like, let's say you tried to get like three date nights out of them. It was a struggle or communication was a struggle or certain things were like struggles to kind of get them to do like certain things that a relationship needs either let's yeah, say yeah. time affection 
cuddling gifts, whatever it may be. It was such a struggle to get it out of them to yeah. like keep the relationship alive. Yeah. But with this next person they dated, it was like, they just gave it up like this. It was like, there you go. Well, it was maybe easy. it was a challenge to do it with that person and they didn't want to do it with that person. Well, again, I hate to like be the person. Like you said, maybe they didn't really like they, you. They didn't like you that much. Like, <laughs> like they just did not like yeah. you that much. And there's and nothing wrong with that. You don't have to like everybody. And No, but it's just, it, it's interesting when you hear the perspective of people saying like, you know, like they dated someone and then like it was a struggle to have like good communication or it was a struggle to get affection out of them or for them to open up and trust or whatever it may be. But then they'll watch them date someone else two weeks later mm. and it's like they're they're doing all those things that like they tried to get them to do, like to keep the relationship alive. And you're just like, and yeah. they'll, they'll rationalize it. And it's like, no, they just didn't like you that much. Yeah, but usually, like, the way I, I understand and see it is if you're trying to get someone to do it, it's because you're not doing it. Because if you were doing it, then they would reflect that back to you. So whatever it is that you want from the person, do be more that. Like, like mm. stop telling the person, be more intimate. You need to be more intimate. Like lead by example. Is what I will, doing. I will, I will add to that because that's what I'm saying. Let's say the person is being intimate with them and they reject their level of intimacy, okay. right? Like, let's say they reject it. Let's say the person's like three, like because we we hear it, right? The yeah. person's like, oh, I've been trying to like cuddle up with my husband for the last month, and he's been like pushing me away, pushing me away, or like my boyfriend or girlfriend, and they've been neglect, uh, negligent. Let's say, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, exactly. Very dismissive of their feelings. Mm -hmm. But let's say they separate and they break up and that that person dates someone new. They weren't dismissive with this new person. They were all over them. They were affectionate. They gave them everything under the sun and the moon. Yeah. But are they like uh, love bombing? Like you don't know what the dynamic because usually when you're starting new relationships, it's exciting, right? Of course. So, right. When, and if you've been in a relationship for a while, then it's kind of stagnant and been repetitive so uh of course it's going to be exciting and they're going to give of themselves when they're starting a new relationship so that's to be expected because if you didn't then you wouldn't be excited to be in that relationship mm, that is I don't know. Very... it depends right like obviously in a new relationship it's always exciting yeah i, I see but that's the thing because you hear all these different dynamics and i'm and i'm and we'll bring it up see on the whatever podcast they even say how is it fair? And we're and I guess we're gonna get dark and gritty. How is it fair that I as a man have to wait to be intimate with you like physically, but the first like the four other guys before me, you didn't make them wait, but you made me wait. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like it's those type of dynamics that like people are looking at and guys are saying, Well, uh, this doesn't seem like a good deal. Like you don't like me that much. No, I agree. It's not a good deal. Yeah, like the like, and that's how I just always because it, it's I find that we overcomplicate things when they have the most simplest answers. Yes. Um. But so if you, think, if you think that you're the value to somebody, why are you like giving yourself to anybody except the person that you're looking to be? Like to me, the whole uh, that whole concept doesn't make any sense to me. 
Well, it, see, it's I understand why they're doing it, but it doesn't make sense to me. Because if you think that you're value, then nobody should be getting it. Mm, let's see. It, exactly. That is a very interesting thing. But I think in a lot of cases, especially in those cases, especially with the females, they think that by giving it to the guy right away, that it's like, okay, he's going to give me commitment if I do this right away, right? Like they're, they're trying to do something to get something. I think it's more of a power trip. It's like I hold the goodies and I can give it to whom I want when I want, however I want. True. The whole but, thing is they don't understand the, uh, how that makes the perception, how, how people perceive them. And mm -hmm. that just because you think that you're holding that kind of power, it doesn't make you powerful. Mm-mm. Right. I, it actually does the opposite. It makes you look weak. Wow, that's a that's an excellent point. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one question before we go, and I hope that, okay. that the answer that you give is like outstanding. I know it will be, but I just want to hear your perspective <laughs> on it. What are your take on 50-50 relationships? So what do you mean by 50-50 relationships? So let's let's dive into it. So a lot of times when we're talking 50-50, it means like everything's split down the middle. Bills, everything, 50-50. Mm -hmm. Or do you believe that the man should provide everything and that dynamic works better? Uh, well, if you're asking me what works better, I think it depends on what arrangement you have. Well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to make it easier and simpler for you because okay. a lot of people feel that with the 50/50 that's something you would do with a roommate. Not a partner. Yes, yes. Yes. Like, you um, know what I mean? So, yeah. hopefully that helps. Yeah, well, I think it depends what kind of person you end up matching yourself with, right? Like obviously I think a more traditional approach uh would be more would be more um like what you're saying like the man provides and then the woman takes care of the organizing the family and the home right uh however not everybody not all person or every guy or every girl is able to fulfill that position based on uh, what they have access to and their skill set. Like resort. Yeah, that's true. But what does it make the are. relationship more difficult then? Yes, because I'm sure some people would like that. I'm sure some men would like to provide that to their women, but they don't make enough income. And I'm well, sure that some women would like to stay at home, but, you know, it just depends. Well, that's why I'm going to give you a scenario because I – with the 50-50 thing, it is complicated. And you could talk about this as a woman or not. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I hear women say this. I have to go to work. I have to come home. I have to cook. I have to be your girlfriend. I have to sleep with you. All of these things. How am I supposed to do all that and go to work and also do all those other things, being a wife and taking care of the kids and all that other stuff? Mm -hmm. It's too much. Well, there's too many hats is what they're what they're saying. Mm. They're yeah, but it's, it's too much. That's what a lot of them are saying. It's too much. Yes. Yes. So that being said, you know, like I'm not I'm not saying uh, I, I think that there's always room for adjustments, right? Like we need mm. to be flexible. Um, so if that's the case where she's wearing a lot of hats, how can the man help the woman to balance things out right i'm not saying it has to be 50 50 but 
wherever wherever that person needs help or wherever the other person's strengths are they would pick up there right like doing the 50 50 down the middle is never going to work it's all about because it's like trying to say i'm going to be fair with everybody but fair doesn't exist right like it's all about where where are you where are your strengths and where can you say i'm going to commit and and, and hold that in like that i'm going to hold that end of the couch for you right yeah like what works that's how i always look at it it's about like what works but i think that's all individual i think that's it depends on each relationship i don't think that it's that black and white i think it depends on the person yeah on the dynamic of the two individuals yeah, and involved. the individual because some people you know maybe have stronger uh uh you know there may be a little bit more um uh maybe they're tougher in the sense that some some people are a little like if there's too much challenge you can tell they get frail like they find it yeah difficult. some people are like ox and they just go 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 right like depends on the person and it depends on the dynamic and it depends i think there's a lot of variables it depends it's all i, I like that answer that's a great answer so look guys <laughs> i'm gonna give you i'm gonna say two things before we close up shop this was a great live great time guys um and as i said please follow her down below like share subscribe crystal if there's anything you want to say before we wrap up the show floor is yours yeah, I just, uh, I want to thank you, Mike, and to the audience uh, for the platform and for your time. I really appreciate from the bottom of my heart um, the, uh, the, your time and for the interest. Um, you guys make it possible. And, uh, you know, my love, my heart goes out to everybody, and I want everybody to find who they are so they can be in their true... Uh, be their true self and truly feel happy for for themselves right like you're gonna you can find that you can create that for you and um i'm just trying to be a guiding light a guiding light like mike and uh thank you very much awesome guys if you want to have her back please comment down below and next week we're gonna have the clips up of this very podcast shorter clips that you guys can watch and if you guys want her back on the show please comment dm if we get the comments and likes and DMs up, I will reach out back to Crystal and we will have her right back on the show. <laughs> so, um, you know what I mean? Let's end the night off strong. I greatly appreciate the audience. Appreciate the platform. Appreciate you coming on, Crystal. And we will wrap up the show and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.